welcome to Traffic Light Podcast. My name is Natalie, and this is my co-host. Mara, guys, welcome. Hi. So, obviously, you know, we're aware that the podcast industry is very saturated, but we felt that we are interesting enough to try (laughs) and see where this goes. Um, And um, why the fuck not? Exactly. That's our li- a little bit of our motto. Also, uh, do it for the plot. Um, we have lots of fun plot points in our lives, so maybe maybe those will come up. Yeah, it should hopefully to. come up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess, you know, better late than never. <laughs> we'll see where this goes. Um, we think we're pretty entertaining, so we hope you guys are too. too. <laughs> but anyway, just a little bit about me. Um, I live in New York City. As I mean, you've probably noticed we're not in the same place. So yeah, <laughs> we're best friends from way back since like third grade. Yeah. And, you know, we got our matching sweatshirts on, you know. <laughs> but I currently live in New York City and I work in marketing. And I currently live technically outside of Baltimore, but in Maryland. And I work in a research lab and we're developing like medications for uh, radiation exposure. Yeah, Mars more so where we grew up, but we have lots of good stories about that place. But I also have a lot of New York takes too, because I've been here over three years now. So see where that goes. But anyway, so Traffic Light Podcast, you might be wondering where the name came from. We have a very long list of inside jokes, and we were just trying to find one that wasn't taken (laughs) as a podcast (laughs) name. This one was not. Um, I don't know if we can ever share the story of the joke. Maybe one day. (laughs) Maybe. Let's just say, uh, I mean, like we said, we've been friends since third grade, so a lot of our inside jokes happened when we were, like, ten. So, um... Some some things that happen when you're 10 shouldn't come to the light of day. <laughs> yeah. But we were able to turn it into this new, I guess, more unique um, podcast layout. We're going to have a green section, yellow section, a red section. The green section uh, will have just like our positive vibes, just things we're just like obsessed with and need to talk about. Yellow for more like hot take so it could just be something that's like controversial so either we don't agree or our take is not the normal take <laughs> of the general public um as well as potentially maybe looking at some reddit stories um but we don't want to you know there's a lot of reddit podcasts and we don't really want to step on their toes mm-hmm. so in the future if anyone wants to write in specifically to us and ask for advice that would be great too <laughs> definitely willing to always give unsolicited (laughs) advice and i'll be as blunt as possible and then that leaves our red section which is strictly reserved for hater energy um things that typically we agree on that we both think are a little bit more negative but it also could be something that one of us definitely feels hater energy towards um but not the other or just has stronger feelings and one's more different. Yes. But, <laughs> but like understands. And stronger. <laughs> yes. And then we'll end on our quote of the week. 
just, you know, because you don't want to end on something too negative and just a little something fun to take away for the week. First, we're going to start with the positive green light section. Uh, Mara, would you like to start with yours first? Yeah, so this week I decided for my green light section to talk about music. Um, a lot of big music things are happening right now. Um, Olivia Rodrigo actually just started her tour, so my TikTok feed has been just flooded with Olivia Olivia Rodrigo videos. Um, but she's fucking killing it. Like the side by sides between the Sour Tour and the Guts Tour are like night and day. She's up and coming now. The the funny part about all of this is that people are like. Oh my god, she cusses? I'm like, she's 21. She literally just turned 21 and they think that she came out with the Guts like soundtrack, her album, and she doesn't cuss. She even admitted that she had to tone back some of her songs because her mom didn't approve of them. I mean, even in Sour, there's like explicit lyrics. Like, I don't even, like... Yeah, I don't understand. I've been seeing that too. Maybe not as much, but I am also another Olivia fan. Um, been trying to get tickets to no avail at Ticketmaster. No. no, I mean she does have the release thing of like the twenty dollar ticket thing, but I don't really know how that works. I've seen, I think two I people. I couldn't get that either. Two people on TikTok had said that they actually got those tickets, and I'm like, I know that they're out there, but. The percentage for like the amount of fans she has is like slim to none. Yeah, because how many are released? And then also, I've noticed. So I did actually get one code, and it was like in like the last round or something for mm-hmm. like the original release. But they were like for obstructed view behind the stage, and they were like three hundred dollars. I'm like, are you on drugs? I don't That's know how crazy. they get away with like obstructed view tickets being so expensive. Like I'm. Like, obviously, like, having to cover, like, the fees, like, fees and stuff, sure. But, like, for the seats themselves? Mm, I don't know. No, no, At that point, it's, like, an entrance free. Yeah, no, the ticket prices have gotten ridiculous. Um, you know, I've been going to concerts since I was 14. So, I have a lot of experience, and in the past (laughs) two, three years, it's just been unattainable it's crazy but yes back to olivia um absolute slay on both albums in general and i also yeah i do like the idea of that she's being like not explicit but just like her age you know because she's not trying to like attract younger and a younger audience and i think Mm -hmm. that's okay like just because she was like involved in a Disney Channel thing back in the day. It's kind of like Miley-ish, less of an extreme, but like trying to separate mm-hmm. yourself from like the, that childhood stuff. And yeah, the videos of like people taking like nine-year-olds and then being like offended by what's happening on tour. I'm like, <laughs> most concerts in general are not kid-friendly, even if the music's not explicit. No, I like if you're signing up to bring your child somewhere, like you should know that probably isn't kid friendly, unless it's like explicitly for children and it says for ages under ten. I don't know because even in like I know some have like actual like restrictions 
like they're like supposed to be like 18 mm-hmm. plus or 21 plus or something like that if it's like smaller rooms or like they're selling alcohol so they don't want to worry about underage or things like that but like even bigger venues like i've seen children like i was at thomas rett front row and next to me was this like five-year-old child and like okay obviously none of his songs are like on <laughs> five yeah none of his songs are like explicit or like really bad or anything like that but like you paid for front row for a child like they don't they're not gonna like remember that i mean maybe slightly but i'm like they don't they don't deserve it like there's such limited tickets and just like that stuff just makes me really angry because they're not appreciating it and they left halfway through i'm like you paid all this money for nothing and then they the artists like cater towards the kids they're like oh cute like sometimes they bring them on stage or they like sing to them if they're close which i guess for good press but like also at country concerts they're like railing beers in, like, into the audience or something like what if it like hits a kid i don't know like, that's just it's not a kid-friendly place it's not like the hannah montana tour or something no it's definitely like part of it is just jealousy of not being not being that kid honestly but at the same time i mean yeah like looking at like some of the concerts we've been to i'm like if a five-year-old was standing next to me they could have been seriously injured. Oh yeah, any of the GA like pit ones, <laughs> like the mosh no. pits, like at no. all time low when neck deep opens and then sleeping with sirens, so we almost died in the mosh pit. That's the only time <laughs> I genuinely feared for my life at a concert. That was so bad. I know. Um, once you, uh, I mean, all time low was naked great, on the floor. But... <laughs> yeah. That's when I learned you never want to be in the middle unless you're, like, against the barricade. If you're in the barricade in the middle, obviously, like, ideal. But, like, yeah. otherwise, you either want to be on the side. You just, like, want to be on the side in general. Or, like, if you really don't care about being closer, it's, like, a small room, then, like, bull in the back, <laughs> as we used to say. Like, you, could, yeah. you know, like, if you need to go to the bathroom a lot or stuff like that, like, you can't be going in and out of crowds. No, because you piss everybody else off. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll have to have another episode on concert etiquette. I could talk about that for a while, but <laughs> yes, yes, we'll have to. Oh. <laughs> All right, changing gears. So my positive, which very different <laughs> concept, <laughs> but Wegmans obsessed. If you don't live near one or have never been to one, I genuinely feel sorry for you, and you should try to visit one like it's actually like worthy to go visit one i know like a lot of people are like specific about their grocery stores but like Wegmans is just different like i don't know it's kind of hard to explain it's just like their energy it's you know everything's about like danny wegman is like the spokesperson it's like a family run they're really good to all their employees like paid really well good benefits stuff like that um but also just like all of their products are fresh you know, we have one story in middle school of our <laughs> vice principal actually going up to us at lunch and commenting how fresh my fruit looked. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's from Wegmans. <laughs> she was like, where'd you get it from? Like, yeah. the grocery store, man. <laughs> like, Wegmans? <laughs> like, that was wild. No, the, the vibe in Wegmans is just top tier like you walk in and the outside world kind of like disappears and like 
grocery stores to me like i love grocery stores and me and my boyfriend we will just go to fun new grocery stores that come up um but wegmans will have a place in my heart always yeah see i'm the opposite grocery stores mostly stress me out because i am not great at cooking and i don't really like it <laughs> going grocery shopping really stresses me out however not in Wegmans. I always just feel at home there. Cause I mean, part of it's like the decor. Like I don't, I don't even know how to describe the decor, but like, you feel like you're like in a Italian old town or something. I don't. Yeah, even know. and like some of the like pictures they have on the walls, it's kind of like old Panera Bread esque. Like, yeah, like older Panera Bread before they did like the weird. I don't know. They modernized, of course um they just have the layout like it just makes sense like you walk in and then everything's just perfectly laid out like you think in your head like oh i wonder where the mexican aisle would be it's right where you think it is yeah all the international aisles perfectly together um i mean obviously the best section of wegmans is the cheese section hands down and this might be really niche but for some reason when you cross over from the meat section into the cheese section, like that direct area is my favorite smell in the whole world. I don't know. It's just like, it smells so good. <laughs> like I'll that good to... cheese, that good salami. <laughs> I'll have to pay attention the next time we go to like the smell. Like I can think of the smell, but yeah. it's not that strong. So I'll definitely have to pay more attention to that. Now, I don't know if it's every Wegmans, but the one that um was closest to our houses growing up had a train in the ceiling and that oh, was they like, all do oh, okay yeah good. i haven't yeah. checked the other ones but like you it's like typically at least in the one store it was by the dairy section and you just like look up and there was the train that was just going around and like they made it like christmasy during christmas but not during the rest of the year yeah yeah no the train just i don't know just what an aesthetic really and then, yeah, so that's the one, there's one where we grew up, which is where I grew up just going with my mom every week. Like, I actually like want to go with her because <laughs> it makes me so happy in there. And then they just opened one in Manhattan, God bless, like in October. And I actually went to the grand opening day because I was so excited. <laughs> it's unfortunately not in my neighborhood. They should really open one uptown. Um, <laughs> Maybe, but maybe soon. It's close enough. It's close enough that I can at least go there like every couple of weeks and get like the essentials. No, so I talked about the cheese section. We got the charcuteries that they like make, like the little mini ones, or they have like big ones if you're gonna have like a party. Or they just have all the fancy cheeses and you make your own. Um Gram Wegman's grandma's pomodoro sauce. I'm probably like pronouncing that wrong, but that's the only red sauce that I've ever used for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else <laughs> just tastes incorrect. Oh, um, the sushi they're... section. Oh, yes, obviously the sushi section. <laughs> I just recently like? saw yeah. they have, yeah, it's a coconut shrimp tempura roll. That's new. I'm like, God bless. So good. <laughs> all of it's just so fresh because you ha they have like all the. What are they called? Just like sushi chefs? I feel like they're called something. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I guess sushi chef shouldn't be wrong, but um, yeah, uh, I'm sure there's a word for it. Yeah, <laughs> but they have them all there. Like you can watch them like making them like fresh at all times, and even if there's like say there's like just a plain roll and you want to add like the spicy mayo to it or like something to it you can like give it back to them and they'll like add it for you so you can like customize them too you don't have to like take them as is oh my god i never knew that however as an anxious girly um i feel like (laughs) yeah i know i've never actually done it but i've seen people do it every time i'm in there (laughs) (laughs) it's okay we will live vicariously through the other people who don't have social anxiety yeah exactly yeah i don't know what else can i say about wegmans oh they're just their fresh pasta that's like it's like in the fridge so it's like fresh pasta it's so good like angel hair or like tortellini or ravioli whatever it's all good all the nudes what other products (laughs) um yes i'm a big noodle gal um i don't know but yeah, very yeah, happy to open one in Manhattan because there was one in Brooklyn, but like that's way too far. Like it's like deep, like Navy Yard. Like no, I went there once with my mom just randomly to like go, and like we had to walk through like this really shady neighborhood to get there. And I was like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that, but it's okay. We survived. <laughs> it's okay. I think most of our stories are like that. Um, how did we survive that? I don't know, but we did, and now we can tell you guys. <laughs> we live to tell the tale, and it's okay. But yeah, if you've never been to Wegmans, go check it out. Whether yeah, it's just to grab quick food or to actually grocery shop, all their products are fantastic, and they're like the only grocery store brand that I actually like seek out. Like not just because it's cheaper, but I'm like, oh, Wegmans brand that means it's good, kind of thing. Whereas, like, you know, like, Target or Walmart ones or ShopRite or whatever, I'm just like, oh, it's just the cheaper one. I don't care about the <laughs> brand. Which I am pretty brand loyal, but certain things recently have been expensive, which we'll get back to later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Switching to yellow light. Okay, yellow do you want to start us off? <laughs> yeah. So um, something that we have thought about for years that we were right and other people were wrong um, was the movie Hereditary. So little backstory is that um, at this time, I really didn't like watching horror movies. And I definitely was not going to be watching a horror movie in a theater. No, at home, sure, but not in a theater. But it was Natalie's birthday, so of course, as best friend duty, you go and you see the movie. So I'm like, I'm getting like ready to go, and all of the things online are like scariest movie ever, like true horrors, true horror movie. So then we get in there and we start watching it, and we're literally laughing throughout the whole entire thing. Um, so we're just curious if other people how also think that it was funny not even funny but just not scary um because we think that we watched a completely different movie than other people yeah no, so i will say i do like horror movies but i like them more because i think they're mostly funny like i think the only one that ever actually like 
scared me in the moment, like jump scare was the woman in black. Um, and then like that one I saw in the theater and that one like had some good jump scares, <laughs> just like unexpected. And then yeah. Blair Witch Project is my favorite one, just because that one's actually creepy, but I wouldn't say it's like that scary. But yes, yeah, so it's hereditary. I mean, I wanted to see it because it's a horror movie, but I more wanted to see it because it I had. <laughs> what was, is it both the Wolf Brothers in it? Honestly, I forget now. Or is it just no, Alex Wolf? Um, it was just the one. Yeah, I think it was just Alex, but I used yeah, to be obsessed with Matt Wolf back in the day from <laughs> the Naked Brothers band. No, but he was the older brother in the in the in the movie yes. he's the one driving the car when that scene happens um when his sister yeah. you know puts her out the window um yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah everyone's like oh my god that was like the most traumatic and scarring scene i've ever watched like i couldn't sleep forever i'm like that was the funniest shit i've ever seen in my life like we were actually laughing out loud in the theater and i swear to god thank god like the lights were low because i think we were getting death stares from people because they were probably not thinking it was funny. And uh, but, um, the, the scene towards the end of the movie when um, it's the mom, right? And she's like cutting off her head. Like she's like literally like yeah. decapitating Yeah, it's either like herself. the mom or the grandma or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah like, she's, she's a good actress. And so like it was like super great. But like knowing that um, if anybody actually did that in real life, like they they wouldn't be like creepily smiling while doing it so um yeah no the and then the scene with like who was it up in the ceiling like we clearly haven't watched this in a while but (laughs) yeah like up in the ceiling in the corner yeah and then just like is like flying around like okay obviously in real life like that actual concert would be scary but like the way they like filmed it was just comical like that's hilarious (laughs) like this random lady floating around and then yeah obviously someone you know uh, a child especially is <laughs> not funny, but the way they filmed that, come on, like it looked, it looked like a comic. I don't know, like I don't know, it was just not realistic looking in the slightest. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen. I um, um so preparing to talk about it, I looked up on Reddit like what people thought. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe more people have seen this movie and have decided that it's not the scariest movie ever um it yeah. still gets lots of hype though but this one, i found this one reddit user who literally has not posted anything except for this one comment so you know you know that this was so important to this person to say that they commented it and it's from dazzling wrangler one and it says normal guy here here to tell you that shit not scary gracias bye and it has like a million e's at the end um and that was only like written like five months ago so i think i think there's some people on our side no i love that that was what they made the account for (laughs) specifically yeah because like i was like hmm, i wonder who this is and nope just just this one comment on this one random thread that only came up because i looked up hereditary so i don't know to each their own (laughs) yeah i mean I haven't seen anything about hereditary specifically, but I'll see TikToks about like people posting on horror movies, and then they'll just comment still like, "Oh, but hereditary like scarred me." And I'm like, D- we walked out of that movie like 
did we see the right one? Like, I thought it was in the wrong theater. I'm like, certainly that couldn't be, like, the scariest movie of all time. Yeah, like, honestly, it's probably one of my questions that I like to ask people when I meet them. Like, once I get to know them a little bit more, and, like, if they say something about horror movies, I'm like, oh, did you watch Hereditary? And then depending on, like, what they say to that, um, really lets me know, like, what type of horror they're into, or, like, what type of emotional state they might be in. Um, I worked with a lot of people who honestly thought it was scary, and I was like, hmm, I think I might just be weird, but maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it was, like, one of those, like, what is it called? Like, when you're in a different, like, parallel universe, like, we yeah. just somehow saw, like, a different movie, because I'm just convinced, like, <laughs> We jumped in time, timelines just for that day. I mean, it was around your birthday, and birthdays have some special energy in the universe when it comes to, like, timelines and stuff, so maybe. Yeah, definitely possible, but... Yeah, if you, if anyone agrees with us, or they very much want to try to prove us wrong, let us know, but, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, we rewatched it, like, maybe, like, two years ago now, or something like that, when you came to visit me, mm-hmm. and still, like, I, I still stand strong. I, I don't see it. Like, I mean... She was allergic to nuts, and like the cake clearly, like I don't know that it's all messy. It's all messy. <laughs> yeah, wild. Okay, so now as uh, like our second part of our yellow light section, um, I'm gonna go through a Reddit post because, like I said, if any of you guys would like to write in for <laughs> advice on anything, happy to give our opinion. But for right now, we're going to do um, a topic that I think is just, like, a general, like, controversial one. But this is, like, just a good post to start the conversation. So this is actually from r slash etiquette from four months ago. And it's called Group Dinner Asking to See the Bill Before Splitting Evenly. So the poster says, yesterday I went out with a group of new acquaintances that I barely knew know from church. We all were at a nice place, not formal, but nice. In a group of eight people, everyone had a small meal and two people ordered wine with their meal. Anyhow, when the bill came, it was handed to one person across the table from me who would not allow the rest of the table to see the bill. I had no problem splitting the bill evenly, but I just wanted to know the total of what I was splitting before handing my bank card over. So I asked to see the bill and was ignored. I even extended my hand across the table and asked to see the bill a second time and was ignored. In the next breath, someone at the other end of the table said it was fine to do an even split for everyone. Again, I had no problem splitting the bill evenly, but I just wanted to know the total. I live in a place where it's easy to drop $1,000 on a dinner for two evenly. Oh no, for a dinner for two, which has happened to me before, one or two nice bottles of wine can hijack the bill. Because this has happened to me before, I'm hyper-conscious of knowing what is the total charge before I swipe my card anyway. I didn't think that I did anything wrong at the time, but for some reason, I'm thinking it over now and I'm wondering if it was rude of me to extend my hand across the table asking to see the bill. Did I embarrass myself and my acquaintances by doing this? Oof. Okay. What do you say? One, whoever this uh, OP, the original poster here, um, <laughs> it could have been me. 
this gonna be uh especially the thinking about it afterwards like yes um that's gonna i'm gonna think about my interactions after they happen but like who doesn't want to know the price before they swipe their card like that's so weird like why why wouldn't yeah no they just like the general debate yeah like the general debate of doing like just splitting the bill versus like paying for what you paid for like that's a whole separate thing this is like yeah to ask someone to like split the bill evenly and just put their card down blindly like yeah like what if it was a thousand dollars because i mean it's not like that everywhere but like in new york i like or at least some bills like if you go to like a big group dinner like it could be at least two hundred, three hundred dollars, and like, what if you put down your debit card and you don't like have it in there or something? <laughs> like that could be really. Oh nice. yeah, and like when you go out, sometimes you only bring one card, so you, if you know how much you can put on that one card, and if it goes over, then like, I mean, obviously that's not good. Um, probably think ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. N- no, and like, I mean, clearly she even said that she like noticed what everybody had gotten. I mean, everybody does when you go out, like, and eat with people. Um, not that you're judging anybody, but just like keep track in your head, like okay, like this is where we are. So like even I would be okay splitting evenly with something that was like we basically spent all about the same amount of money. Um, but I don't know, putting your hand across the table, I think was just an assertive way of being like, hey, like I really want to know, without yeah. you know getting super aggressive about it. Like it wasn't aggressive in any means. Um, but the fact that the other person deliberately still didn't give it to you with doing the action, I don't know, doesn't sound like you should go out to eat with these people ever again. Maybe find new church friends. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, this is why group dinners are just hard. Like, I try to avoid them at all costs, unless it's, like, all people I trust, or, like, say it's someone's birthday, but, like, I know they're putting on their card and I'm venmoing them kind of thing. Like, it's not... Like, I'm not like, just, like, blindly putting my card down. Yeah, like, pre-discussed. Pre-planned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you know, like, what the situation is. But, like, otherwise, yeah, if I'm going down with, like, a bunch of just, or going out with, like, a bunch of like, acquaintances, I'm like, no, we're going to, like, a bar where I can order from the bar and have my own tab. You know, like, anything where you're at a table, it, like, it gets so iffy so fast. Yeah. My personal rule is, um, sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, especially places that, especially, uh, that, like, make you pay for splitting the tab or like they won't split the tab um or because i mean some people don't have venmo or any means of sending money and if they don't bring cash then they're like well i only have my card i'm like you need to you should have thought this through before you came yeah exactly like so i mean okay my rule of thumb is always the standard is to pay for what you ordered that's just the standard if you are in a group of close friends and everyone ordered like close enough, like within like five, ten dollars and everyone's okay, like everyone agrees as a group, it's okay to split evenly, then that's fine. But also from like a server perspective, yeah, if it's like a group, of, like a big group, like more than four people, most places won't accept more than four cards. It's, well, I should say specifically in the U.S., like they will not accept more than four charges because that's just so annoying for them, especially on like outdated POS systems to try to like actually like split all of the <laughs> I don't know to run all the cards. Like it's just like impossible. It takes too long. Or some systems won't even accept more than six cards or something like that. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. 
honestly, there's probably more of a chance of, you know, you paying more than any, like, just, like, having to, you know, because they have to, like, usually you have to, like, type in the amount that each card is paying. So something happens, you slip a finger. But, oof, I don't know. That's too much stress to put on the, on the servers. They're already having to serve you, so <laughs> this, this is too much. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to have a big group dinner, I think the proper etiquette is either you or, like, someone it's decided ahead of time is putting the whole thing on their one card and, and everyone's Venmoing them. And it's it could either be split or it could be what you paid for, but it's, like, still, like, dealing with multiple cards like, to the server is just, like, mean, and then it just, like, takes so long for no reason. Um, I'm like, my one exception... To this is so when I studied abroad in London. Mm-hmm. So this was back in 2019. So tap to pay, like Apple Pay and stuff, wasn't that big in the US yet, but in the UK it was like standard. Um, like I literally never carried a card. Like everything was Apple Pay, even at a bar, which is nice. Like, well, I shouldn't say every bar, but like it's very usual. Um, and so they also had like, you know, like those toast tab systems where they're like handing you the credit card oh, machine. Basically, yeah, yeah. they're starting to become more of like a thing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But um, there, they that was like pretty standard. And because you don't tip there, it made it easier to split across cards because the server would just be like, "Oh, tell me how much to put on it," and they would just type it in and you just tap, tap it in, tap. So it just like pass around the table. So even if there was like eight different transactions, it like did not take that long. Because you didn't have to, like, wait to be, like, 20% sign, like, blah, 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 whatever. And then at the end, the server would just check that, like, there wasn't, like, a remaining balance and be like, yeah, you're good to go. I'm trying to think, like, I've definitely been to one place that is like this. Um, it must have been, like, a group of friends from the veterinary hospital that I work at and went to, I don't know, like, a marina type of place. Um and I think the lady, like, came around and she was, like, giving it. Because um, I have a Venmo card, so you can split payments really easily with Venmo cards. Or, like, it's obviously hooked up to your Venmo account, so people can Venmo you and you pay. So that was our plan, was I was going to pay and then people would just Venmo me. But then she came around and individually typed in everybody's, like, order and had them pay. So I was like, oh, shit, this is, this is nice. Yeah, if you have that kind of system, it's fine. But, like, all the old school, like, POSs, it's, like, it's just mean. And then also it's just, like, rude etiquette for, like, I don't know, to, like, especially if one person, like, ordered, like, six drinks and most people had, like, two, and then they're like, let's split the bill. Like, you're just trying to get a freebie. Like, that's just me. You're making other people pay for your drinks. It's like the Friends episode. Like, unless they're more than willing, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Like, be aware of your friends' financial status. (laughs) Yeah, so why is talking about okay. financial stuff so taboo? Like, like I get it, but at the same time, if everybody was just more open about it, it would be one less taboo, but then also at the same time, like, people would understand, like, where you're coming from. I think it should be much more open. Like, people, especially in New York, that are like, oh, um, they don't want to talk about, like, how much they pay in rent or stuff like that, or that, like... <laughs> They don't pay for it, which is a lot of people. <laughs> I'm like, why are we hiding this? Because like now, because by doing this, we're kind of like enabling the landlords to keep charging national prices. Like if we just like expose them and talk about how crazy it is, 
Yeah. I, the same with salary too. Like, okay, you don't have to be like specific, but I think I don't think that should be necessarily like a hidden thing either. No. Well, I work for uh, a state organization, so all of their all of our salaries are part of the budget that has to be released. So you can just Google it, and you can see how much people are making. Which I don't know if it's good or bad. It's definitely interesting to know how much everybody's making, but it's also for a state. So the amount of money that we make is probably not as much as it should be. It's so good to have transparency. Like all like corporate companies are obviously not doing that. But it is nice that they passed this new law in New York that all job postings have to have um have to like list the salary range in them now, like legally. Oh my if god, it, that's a, amazing. Yeah, if it's a job based in New York State, it has to say that. So I mean that's just like nice because I've like applied to jobs in the past and like they like you go through like the whole interview process and moment they're like you're great and then they're like oh what's your salary range and then you're like mm, what is it <laughs> you know like the awkward like back and forth like what is it and no, then no, they tell skip, you skip through that we don't we don't we don't need that no and then they tell you what theirs is and i'm like yeah um i can't like go down in salary like that's <laughs> horrible but i actually had one recruiter actually i mean i think i've told you this story before but i'll just share it to the public um i had one recruiter that this is one that's just like the audacity is wild um he was like yeah like we kind of just expect that people that take this position like their parents just like help out with rent or like pay their rent in new york and i'm like how can you just say that that they come from a different class. <laughs> Those are people who Yeah. Oh wow. Can you imagine? It, <laughs> just can you I mean imagine? there are a lot of people that are in that situation, but there's also people that aren't and I don't think that should be a standard. Because she was like, Yeah, like I help pay my daughter's rent. And I'm like, oh, okay, well I pay my own bills, so <laughs> Yes. And I am not your daughter. That a little bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like can you maybe up that a little bit? Unless you want to pay my rent too. Like then that'd be cool but i don't know that's wild okay i think well we can kind of transition <laughs> to the next topic um so into our red light section one of them is grocery prices so that's kind of the finance topic yes it's just ridiculous we so every once in a while me and natalie we will text each other like oh i just got blank blank and blank from the store how much do you think it costs and, like, you, you, you know when you get those messages, it goes one or two ways. Like, either, like, oh, I got all this for, like, a little bit of money, or I got this little bit of food for a shit ton of money. And it's just me and my boyfriend were out shopping, and we were, like, doing the game, and we guessed how much it was going to be. We were, like, off by, like, $30. And we're not usually off. Like, <laughs> like we're usually pretty spot on within about, like, 50 cents give or take so the fact that we were off by $30 just goes to show like how much like food prices have definitely increased just within like the last couple of years because like I mean inflation has been hitting like ever since like we kind of like came out of like the peak COVID era but it was mostly at first for like experience stuff like the concert tickets we talked about before or just like 
things like that or like maybe like food and restaurants like drinks and bars you know like became more expensive because they had to like make up profits for like what they lost um but the groceries is where it really just it's hard like I don't know. That, I mean, that's why I like going to Wegmans and we'll make the journey down there because, <laughs> I mean, it's not cheap, but it's significantly less than, say, Morton Williams, which, of course, is the closest grocery store to me. But, like, <laughs> their prices are astronomical. Like, it, it's it's comical. Like, when I buy, like, three things and I'm like, why did this, why did these three things cost me $75? <laughs> And I know you're not even exaggerating because I'm not. It, that's how it. That's how it is. No, it's oh. it's really bad. Um, and then there's like all these other like even more like gourmet grocery stores here, like especially like Italian markets and stuff. Which like I get if you're gonna go, like, grab like <laughs> one specialty item or something, like yeah. especially Italian bakery or like meats or something but then there's some people here that are so rich that they'll just like grocery shop there and i'm like that had to be a thousand dollars there's just certainly no way yeah and like i mean i mean if i have the money i would do it too but us poor people and not like poor poor like i'm stuck <laughs> that's that's a that's a slippery slope yeah. um in the yeah. hysterical, in the hysterical way of saying poor people, um, you know, I don't have the money yeah. to just drop thousands of dollars on food. I barely have enough money to spend like a couple hundred dollars on food a month, and I only have to feed me and one other person, and we split our bills. Yeah, no, like me and my boyfriend will go grocery shopping, and like for like two weeks, it's like a struggle to like stay under two hundred dollars. And monthly is like four hundred, five hundred. <laughs> that's that's not even like everything because like you can't like cook every meal. I don't know. Like occasionally you have to like go grab something just because life gets in the yeah. way or convenience wise or you want to because <laughs> like you want to do something that's outside the apartment. But every time I leave the apartment, it's like a hundred dollars just disappeared <laughs> from my bank account. Well, now I'm kind of like a little bit full circle. Um. Well, what I was saying before, like, me and my boyfriend love going to grocery stores, so a couple of, like, the fun grocery stores are, like, Lidl and Aldi, which, um, generally come from over the pond, uh, over there, but they're okay, like, they're definitely the types of stores that we can't necessarily grocery shop at, at like, the, everything, but we can pick up, like, items here and there that they happen to sell, um, but I know... I know Natalie has some thoughts on another grocery store cheese. Yeah, so, I mean, I have my great love for Wegmans, but extreme heater energy for Trigger Joe's. Um, I do have to preface and say that a lot of my heater energy kind of stems from, like, things, like, experiences, like, early in life. And then, I don't know, unless something crazy changes my mind, I kind of am, like, it's, like, hard <laughs> to shake it. So when Traders became like popular, I was friends with this girl and her mom was like one of those crazy granola moms that so she would only shop there. So I just associated Trader Joe's with just like the super like healthy, weird food snacks and whatever. Like I don't know, like the seaweed snacks or just like I don't know, like weird yeah. 
I, I'm I mean, not it hasn't really, to... I haven't really changed much. I mean, I still associate yeah. like it's it's definitely like like granola, like granola people. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely still granola people that go there. I would say it's just a little bit more mainstream because like they'll have certain specialty items like. I don't even know, just, like, random pumpkin spice stuff in the fall, like, that people freak out about or something that's, like, Trader's brands, and they, like, get it because it's cheap. But, I don't know. I mean, I haven't had that stuff, to be fair, but I've had some of their frozen meals because I've just tried them because they're cheaper. But, like, those aren't even healthy. So that's why it's, like, it doesn't even, that doesn't even go with their whole... Like, yeah, the, like, like the meals, like if you look at what's in them, like the preservatives and stuff, like are not healthy. And I'm not saying I'm healthy either. I'm definitely not. <laughs> like my main food group is pasta, so. Um, but I've tried them and they're disgusting. Like they just yeah. taste bad. Like they're not good. And then people are like, "Oh, I all I eat is like, like especially here because it's like cheap. They're like, oh, I eat like Trader's like frozen meals and like prepared meals and stuff. I'm like, but they're not good. Yeah, so know. like. Like people are always like, "Oh, Trader Joe's is so cheap," and the reason why it's cheaper is because their portion sizes are smaller, and like all of their snacks and stuff come in small bags because they want you constantly going back. So, like, the more times you go into it, the higher chances they have of making a profit. Now, I am one of the people who I will go to Trader Joe's, but it has to be for something specific. Right now, I really enjoy their um, their knockoff talkies. But, like, that's the only thing I'd get from there. I mean, we went there, and I had a little bit of a panic attack because it, it, their stores are so small, so cramped. The aisles barely have enough room for two people walking in either direction, let alone their little, like, carts. And if they have kids running around, it's just, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's a get-in-and-get-out type of place for me. <laughs> yeah, like, the people that love it in New York... It's because they can grab, I guess, because, like, their produce is really cheap, I guess. But I'm, like, but there's so many, like, food stands that I just buy all my produce on the street, like, for the most part. Like, the fruit, especially, like, everything's, like, a dollar. That's the cheapest thing in the whole city. You can buy five bananas for a dollar. That's crazy. Um, but, I don't know, like, it's a little bit more mainstream here, I should say, because it's, like, there's especially one near Union Square where, like, all the, like, NYU students go there. So, I'm, like, I get mm-hmm. it it's, like, your closest one. You don't really care. But, like. Like I said, I'm pretty brand loyal, and I don't like anything Trader Joe's brand. And so the other reason why they're so cheap is because everything there is only their brand, and I don't like their brand. So why would I shop there? <laughs> um, yeah. The only good thing I will say about it is that in Union Square, well, it actually is closed now because they have an issue with their liquor license. But they used to have oh. a wine and liquor store like next to it. It wasn't like a tapestry grocery store; it's like a separate store, hmm. but. I think there's some kind of weird law about, like, grocery store not having liquor. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, Trader Joe's legal in all the all of them if you live in a state, unlike Maryland. Um, Maryland, you can't get alcohol inside of stores or beer or wine. Um, they have really nice, cheap bottles of wine. Um, actually, like, 10 out of 10 recommend. When I was in Florida, we would go to Aldi to get some cheap wines, and they're actually pretty good. Yeah, I'll say... Like, I liked that Trader Joe's liquor store or wine store because they had actual, like, brand name stuff. Like, it wasn't just Trader Joe's. Like, they have, like, I think the cheap Trader Joe's wine. 
um, which is, I think, like, their highest, like, profit margin or something crazy. Like, I did a case study on them <laughs> in college. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that was like, one of their highest things. Um, but they have, like, regular liquor and other brands there that you can buy for just, like, way cheaper. So that's kind of nice, I guess. But I've recently, again, it's, like, one of those, like, pent-up hatreds from back in the day <laughs> that I just, I just don't go there because I don't like to associate with it but i've recently been seeing some tiktoks of other people that love trader Joe's, like hating it now because their food quality is apparently going way down and i'm like ooh, people I mean, sharing their energy now if they want to keep prices low food quality is going to go down so i guess i'll have to decide if they're gonna up their prices or just continuously start to go down on and lose lose customers yeah i mean that's definitely a issue i think across everything right now because they're trying to combat inflation but they're like increasing the price but going down in quality and quantity like <laughs> it's so annoying like things will be like the same size box and then there'll be less in there and it'll be more expensive and like a sheer quality yeah like those side-by-sides that people will do of like um walmart this was like six ounces and now it's like four and a half ounces and it's like way more expensive and it's like okay i guess i'm paying for air <laughs> yeah no. and then i've been seeing i mean it's kind of off topic but like just the craziest inflation is on baby formula that apparently at walmart it like tripled or something like crazy in like one week and then like everyone like going through like the lines is like panicking so they're like how am i 200 dollars over budget and it's because it literally went up that much oh my god i'm so glad i don't have to deal with that i know that's i'm awful. really glad that's like, not my problem but <laughs> that's oof because like, like store I mean, employees no. have been saying that they um like if they see people trying to steal formula they're just like fuck it <laughs> i look the other way like they probably need it you know you fucking imagine having twins having two babies that you need to have like california for no that's an I arm mean, and a leg yeah i mean i couldn't imagine having a kid in general but <laughs> no scary no but uh that's a discussion. nightmare fuel a different day <laughs> yeah many years from now <laughs> i will consider it <sighs> okay so getting towards the end now let's switch over to our quotes of the week would you like to start yeah so my quote of the week i thought fit pretty well with like the idea of like this being our first like episode and kind of like why are we doing this but also is by olivia yeah. rodrigo so it fits in um so it's honesty is always relatable and you don't have to try to relate to large audiences you just have to tell your story because humans are so much more alike than we are different we're all feeling so much of the same things and we just don't talk about it. And um, I think that was in one of her interviews, but this, I found it off of um, like a, a group of a lot of her inspiring uh, type of quotes. But yeah, no, like, I don't know. We like talking about random stuff. So maybe other people like to listen to our random little talks. <laughs> I mean, that's what, like, half podcasts are, so I just have to find people that relate to us. Like, 
the podcast and I listen to, I'm like, did I say that? <laughs> Am I just listening to a recording of myself? Like, I don't know. It's like nice to find relatability with people in like everyday topics, but it's like still like somehow niche, I guess. Yeah. Um, Perspective. <laughs> yeah. But my quote also kind of is in the theme of the first episode, but it's Hey, sorry for being so anxious earlier. I had no idea everything would be fine by Sadder Lizards on Twitter. <laughs> because that just like applies to like <laughs> everything in life. Like, we're always constantly texting each other, like, Oh my god, like, I'm gonna die because it's gonna be terrible. And then later, be like, Oh, it was great. My favorite but also applying to within this episode. five minutes. <laughs> When it's within five minutes, it's like, I know <laughs> it's like we're live texting each other, so it's like, oh my fucking god, you will not believe what's going on right now. And then, obviously, they're busy, so they're not responding. So there's like just four messages, like, oh my god, fuck everything, the world's ending. Oh hey, it, it, it was fine. I'm really happy now. Like a million smiley faces. Yeah, and then I guess it also applies this to this episode in general, like might have been a little bit more awkward in the beginning but i think we got more comfortable more into the groove as the episode went along um and hopefully we get better over time too which i think most people do like because i listen to some podcasts like you listen to like their newest episode and they listen to one from like two years ago you're like okay everyone starts somewhere <laughs> it's okay yeah. i'm also like the idea of like i mean i know obviously people have to you gotta edit so like you're hearing your own voice and i don't know to me <laughs> that was a little scary it's kind of like when you're younger and you're like oh maybe i should record myself singing and like you record yourself singing and then you listen to it and then you're like i shouldn't have done that um hopefully that doesn't happen here <laughs> yeah it's always nightmare people <laughs> not that i'm a bad singer but i listen to it and like mm. Yeah, I'm not going to go on American Idol, sadly. <laughs> R.I.P. to that dream. It's okay, American Idol was better when we were younger. Yeah, back the good old days of Simon Cowell, you know. <laughs> Alright, well, hope everyone enjoyed our episode. That's all we have for today. Um, if you liked it, please subscribe and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Pod. We will update you there, and we should be back weekly, but... We'll let you know on Instagram or anything if things change. So, yes, life be life in sometimes. <laughs> yeah, once again, I'm Natalie. And I'm Mara. So, have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.